Top of the fourth is on, and the opposing pitcher, Braden Lewis, steps in against Nate Langbitt, ball one. Evergreens will make a change in the infield. Noah Shimalewski had been playing first base. Caden Kreitlow stays in. Caden's the new first baseman as we play the fourth. That's a strike, one ball and one strike. Nate Langman's allowed only one hit. It was a first-inning double. He worked out of trouble with first and second and one out, not scored upon. 1-1 one, one pitch. It's a fly ball down the third base line. It is foul. Nate will be on a traveling team. I, I asked him, you know, uh, how far do you travel? Well, the traveling team is based in Madison. says they'll be playing some games in Missouri. They'll be down in Kansas City before the summer is out. 1-2 pitch. Curve stays up high. Not close. Two balls and two strikes. Evergreens played all the middle and late innings without any errors in Rapids. They had three, but all in the early part of the game. And errorless baseball here. Langbin's release point is wrong on that one, too, up high. We go to three and two. Two-nothing lead. Don't want a free pass here. I think Langman's going to come back to the fastball in this spot. And the fastball is up high. There is a leadoff walk to Brayton Lewis. So Rapids gets the tying run to the plate here in the fourth. Courtesy runner is coming out. That's going to be Jacob Van Ert, who courtesy ran earlier in the game. Now Caden Sengbush. Sengbush grounded out to short. Chris Wiesman was sure-handed on that play. Moderate lead at first base for Van Ert, and there's the pitch strike one with the fastball. You know, after that walk, Sengbush was taking that first pitch all the way, took a strike. Evergreen shade the righty a little bit to the third base side. Throw over. That was close at first base. Van Ert dives back safely. Trailing by two. Can't get picked off in that spot. When Lakeland comes here tomorrow, we saw Lakeland play a little bit. They were one of the other teams at the eight-team tournament in Waupon. Outside corner strike. No balls and two strikes. Maybe a little hard to judge Lakeland back then. That was three weeks ago. Lakeland only had one or two games under their belts. Just hard for teams up north sometimes to get on the field and get their season going in April. 0-2 pitch. Langbin steps off. I believe that Hopkins will pitch for the Evergreens tomorrow. We'll see. As you get to the later parts of the season, you play more conference games and less out-of-conference games. Outside corner, ooh. Blue straightened up like I thought he was going to ring Caden Sengbush up and did not. It's one ball and two strikes. Close. Yeah, and as you play more conference games, there are fewer opportunities to pitch for the guys who are not your one, two, or three starters. Coming home at one, two. This is... Punch to left field, and it's a hit. Boy, on what looked like strike three on the pitch before, Sengbush got to see another, and he hit safely. Just kind of reached out, made contact, put it in play. Runners at first and second, nobody out. Ashton Potter will hit now.
Evergreens play back at double play depth. Actually, now the first baseman, Kreitlow, and the third baseman going to play in. The bunt is not on, and Potter takes a strike. As you may have heard, in between innings, I've now opened up my red Gatorade, which is doing the job just fine, thank you. 0-1 pitch, still no bunt, and that's outside. One ball and one strike. Rapids has a threat here in the fourth. They are trailing 2-0. First and second, nobody out. Potter flied out to left his first time. A pretty nice play by Mitch Danielski. And this is hit down the first base side. That's a foul ball, just barely. The chalk did not fly up on that ball to right field. Ball and two strikes. A foot, maybe inches, away from being fair and would have gone into the big corner at Simon Field. Instead, it is one ball and two strikes. Evergreens have already turned one double play in this game. Find time for another. That almost hit him. Turns him away. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, I don't know. Has, has this been Nate Langbin at his sharpest? No. But, I mean, here he is. Has not been scored on. We're playing the fourth. And he's only allowed two hits. So that's pitching to a high standard. 2-2. Two, two. That's just a little inside. Three balls and two strikes. Ashton Potter, the batter, kind of helped the home plate umpire by taking a step back. Count is full. A walk would load him up. There's nobody out. Runners are not going, coming home. This ball is hit on a line to center field. It's down. They're going to try and score the run. Evergreens, yeah, got to try and score him. It's cut off, and the run is in. So the first three reach safely here in the fourth inning. Ashton Potter took a 3-2 pitch and singled to center. So runners on first and second, and now a 2-1 game. Ashton Potter had an RBI on Tuesday and has one here on Thursday. Here is Austin Juneman. Same situation, nobody out. Runners at first and second. Juneman hits from the right side. Curve drops in, strike one. So Langbin had a little trouble spotting the fastball, goes to something else, gets himself a strike. Long look down to the third base coaching box, see if Rapids wants to sacrifice here. And they still need to get one more run in to tie this ball game. The bunt is on, pulls back, and that's strike two. Got to get that down. When it's a strike, can't pull the bat back. No balls and two strikes. Think the bunt's going to be off here. Langbin set. Looks back at second base. Now coming home. Curveball is inside. One and two. Juneman struck out looking his first time, so he's 0 for 1 today. Runner who came around to score, got on base via a walk. Two to one now. And that pitch is called strike three. Juneman is sent back to the bench. There's the first out of the inning. 
So Nate Langman helps himself out in that spot. Designated hitter, Brian Olds to bat now. Olds flied out to left his first time up. Coming home here, hit on the ground to short. Wiesman has it. To second, there's one. That's all the Evergreens will get. In fact, the throw, which was a bad decision, is wild, and a run's going to come around and score. The Evergreens had no chance of turning the double play. Kyler Soppy should not have made that throw. Instead, there's an error, and the ball game is tied. Error on the Evergreen second baseman. 2-2 now. Wiesman made a good play over to second base to get the lead runner. Runner advances all the way to second base on the throwing error, so with two outs, Rapids has a chance to take the lead and catcher Plowman to bat. First ball swinging popped up foul. Unearned run. 2-2. Two -two. Well, it is what it is. Evergreens will have to reestablish the lead in the middle innings here. 0-1 oh, pitch. There's a strike. 0-2. Oh, Let's see if Nate Langbin can slam the door shut with that go-ahead run out there at second base. Looks back at that runner. Now he's coming home. And that is away, one ball and two strikes. Yeah, the scoring on the last run in, Brian Olds reaches first base on a fielder's choice. Moves to second, and the run comes home on Kyler Soppy's throwing error. A ball and two strikes. Curve called strike three. The inning is over. It's going to be the third strikeout for Nate Langbin. But he gives up two hits, two runs. One of them was not earned. Our new score as we go to the bottom of the fourth. Rapids has tied things up 2-2 on 93-9 the game. Bottom of the fourth as the Evergreens are getting ready to hit against Braden Lewis. Seven, eight, and nine in the Everest batting order. That's Wyatt Miles, Nick Cotter, and Preston Miller. And of the three, it is Wyatt Miles who will lead off. It is Nick Cotter, though, who's the batter who's hit safely so far in the game. Both teams have the same line score. Two runs, three hits, one error apiece. And there's Wyatt Miles ready to start us off. Catcher Plowman, who was at bat at the end of the inning, is just now coming out. Going to get one warm-up spot here before we're ready to go to Wyatt Miles. Evergreens had single runs in the second and third, and Rapids has tied the game with a two-spot in the fourth. 
Evergreen's first base coach trotting out there is Coleman Schilling. Evergreen's head coach Dave Langbin takes his spot over at first base. Coach Langbin put a lot of time in on the field. Wyatt Miles, first ball swinging, it's popped up foul territory. The catcher Plowman looking around for a play, he's got it. Wyatt Miles sees one pitch and has fouled out. Here is one for one, Nick Cotter. Catcher, Nick Cotter. Very happy to see something positive happen for Nick in his last at bat, you betcha. First pitch to Cotter, outside, ball one. Nick hits from the right side. That hit earlier in the game was his third of the season. And this is hit on the ground to short. Diving play, unable to come up with it is Caden Sengbush. Nick Cotter is two for two. No question that that's a hit. The shortstop, Caden Sengbush, had to dive for it. Couldn't come up with a play moving to his left. A one-out base runner. Evergreens will use a courtesy runner. Elijah Schmidt comes out for Nick Cotter. Here's Preston Miller to hit. So yeah, good things are ahead for Nick Cotter. I see that Nick Cotter being two for two just got us an ESPN update. I heard it right there. Someone's phone went off. Elijah Schmidt gets back safely on a throw over to first. Evergreen's looking to retake the lead in a game that's now tied 2-2. Coming home to Miller, he's bunting. Pushed up the third base line. Oh, that's got to roll foul by a few inches. If that stayed fair, they would not have thrown out Preston Miller. He would have bunted for a base hit there. Put it right up the third base line, and the third baseman, Ashton Potter, knew that he was not going to have a chance to throw him out. Let it roll, and it rolled into foul territory. Good idea there for Preston Miller. Now the third baseman, Ashton Potter, is going to play two steps in instead of one. Throw over to first, runners back. 2-2 ball game. With one out and a man at first, the Evergreens are trying to do something about it. Coming home at 0-1. Runner's not going, bunts on, pushed back. The pitcher dove for it, couldn't make a play. Throw to first, everybody's safe. Pitcher dove for that ball, and when it went off his glove, there was no chance for the third baseman to come in and make a play on it. First and second. Think that scored a hit. I mean, you can't assume an outstanding play from the pitcher. He had to dive coming in to try and field his position. Preston Miller's got himself a hit, and the Evergreens have runners on first and second base for Kyler Soppy. Only one out. Soppy's so fast, he's almost impossible to double off, like the Evergreens' chances of getting a run in in this spot. Pitch to Soppy's up high, ball one. Soppy has not hit safely yet in this game. He has struck out and walked. Scored one of the Evergreens two runs. Coming home to Soppy, big cut, fouled back. One ball and one strike. Elijah Schmidt courtesy running. He's at second, Preston Miller's at first. So pretty good speed on the bases for the Evergreens. Soppy is looking over at third base like the Evergreens might be thinking hit and run in this spot. 
I mean, he's the best bat in the lineup. Why not? Runners are not going, and the pitch is outside. I think we're at two balls and two strikes here. Sapi again is looking down at third base coach Dave Langman, as are both the base runners. Will the Evergreens put the runners in motion? Strike them out, throw them out, would end the inning. Runners are not going. Sapi takes just away. Home plate umpire flinched like he was going to call strike three. He didn't. And the count is full. Three and two. A walk would load the bases for Noah Shimaluski. Beg your pardon. Uh, that's Caden Kreitlow who would bat next. Shimaluski started but is out of the game now. That's up high. Ball four. With one out, the bases are loaded with evergreens. And here's another Everest batter who is due for a timely hit. This is Caden Kreitlow. Number 23, Caden Kreitlow. Caden for the season, one of ten. What we're looking for, I mean, Caden struck out three times the last time he played. We're looking for contact in this spot, and that's up high and away. Again, Rapids may not have a lot of scouting on Caden Kreitlow. It's a left-handed batter, so this is one where the pitcher, Lewis, should have an advantage. But if you're Rapids, you don't want Caden Kreitlow to get away from you. Let him put the ball in play. And this is hit down the left field line. Foul. One and one. Caden is looking for his first runs batted in of his senior season. No time like now to break this 2-2 time. 1-1 one, one pitches outside corner, strike two. 1 and 2. Hayden Davidowski scheduled to bat next, assuming no double play here. A ball and two strikes. Coming home, hit on the ground to the pitcher. Coming home, there's one. Throw back to first, safe. Went off the first baseman's glove. So the run at home is cut down. One to three. No run scores. Bases remain loaded. Right fielder. Fielder's choice, Caden Kreitlow reaches. Now there are two outs. Bases still full. And here comes Hayden Davidowski. Again, another lefty who takes a pitch outside. Ball one. No hit there for Kreitlow, and he's aboard on a fielder's choice with an out recorded at home plate, the second out of the inning. Swing and a miss. Ball and a strike. It's be kind of a pressure-cooking spot for Braden Lewis if he can get out of this without giving up a run, keep this game tied. Hayden Davidowski trying to write his own script in this spot. One, one pitch, took something off. Swing and a miss. Strike two. So Lewis does have an opportunity to get out of this jam. Bases are full. One, two pitch, and that is called strike three. The Evergreens do not score and have left the bases loaded. At the end of four, it's Wisconsin Rapids two, D.C. Everest two on 93-9 the game.
Top of the fifth is on. Rapids has nine, one, and two scheduled to hit. We're not possibly going to play extra innings tonight, right? Took 11 innings for these teams to break a 1-1 tie earlier this week. I'm Chris Conley. This will be another inning of work for Nate Langbin. It's allowed three hits, two runs, only one of them is earned. Strikeouts are kind of down today. Langbin's got three, and he's walked three. We've called out 87. Is that Nate Langbin's pitch count here? No, that's that's the Rapids pitcher's pitch count. Nate Langbin, I think, is below that. Carson Gunderson was asked to lay down a sacrifice. He was successful first time up. Nate Langbin sure could use an easy inning. First pitch there is a strike. Rapids got two hits, but they also benefited from a walk and an error in getting their two runs in in the fourth. Ball here is a fly ball to right center field, and it's a hit. Comes in front of the center fielder Preston Miller, so the leadoff man's aboard here in the fifth for Rapids. Left fielder, Brennan Huber. Nothing Miller could do there. Man at first, and Brennan Huber 0 for 2. Grounded out to the infield twice. Suns work through the clouds, a hazy late afternoon at Simon Field. Throw over to first. Wow, Rudder was going. He's oh. safe. Oh, I thought he was out. Oh, my goodness. The runner took a pretty big lead and was leaning towards second. I thought Caden Kreitlow slapped that tag on him. Hmm. Infield umpire with an emphatic safe. I'm not sure that we would agree if we went to the video, the non-existent video. Coming home, down low, ball one. Cotter thought about a snap throw down to first two. Yeah, I'm not sure. That runner at first base maybe should be erased. Not sure they want to sacrifice over with Huber either. Huber may be swinging away in this spot. Sure-handed bat for Rapids. 1-0, runner's going. Runner got a big jump. Throw down a second. Ball's there in time. He's out. Nick Cotter has just thrown out Carson Gunderson. Tag put on by Kyler Sapi. Gunderson may have been out anyway because I think he may have overslid the bag and the ball was still being held on him. So we up here thought that Gunderson should have been erased on the pickoff. Instead, he's thrown out at second base. There's the first out in this 2-2 game. Pitch coming home to Huber, and this is hit on a line to the shortstop, caught by Chris Wiesman. There's the second out. Boy, you know, the innings always look different when you make outs on the bases. Cole Laddick is one for two, hit a long double his first time up. But he'll bat here with two outs and nobody on in the top of the fifth. First pitch from Langbin is way up high. Took something off and left it up high. Ball one. Nice crowd here. 
Crowds tend to be a little bit bigger when the game starts late. Fouled back to the screen, a ball and a strike. I mean, it's easy. Working parents are out of work, able to come over. Again, with the track meet going on Tuesday, for some of the other Everest athletes, this is a day off. It's up high from Nate Langbin, two balls and one strike. Two outs and the bases are empty. 2-2 two, two ball game. Langbin comes home, hit on the ground to short. Wiesman going to have to hurry with this. One hop, throw gets away from the every, and you know what, backing up there is Nick Cotter and no chance to advance. That's an infield hit. I don't think a good throw would have gotten him. I don't think. And with two outs, Cole Laddick is aboard. Braden Lewis, the opposing pitcher, will hit now. Good job, Nick Cotter, backing up all the way down the first baseline. Cotter was able to retrieve a wild throw, and Cole Laddick stays at first base instead of moving further. Little things. If the catcher's not up the line to, to play that, it's a runner in scoring position here. Two outs, man on first. First pitch to Lewis, who's walked both times. Fouls the first one back, strike one. Everest Lakeland tomorrow, five o'clock first pitch. Be here at Simon Field. No balls and a strike to Lewis. Throw over to first, first, runners back. Caden Kreitlow, the Evergreens first baseman, in extra innings had a couple of nice backhand stops at first base. So Caden fielding the position well. 0-1 pitch. Curve is in for strike two. Nate Langbin looking to hang up a zero here in the fifth. Keep this game tied. Long set. Pitcher winds up a batter, asks for time here. Braden Lewis steps out. Now we're all ready to go. Langman looked over at first base. He is coming home. Curve bounced off the plate and foul towards the Everest dugout. So Braden Lewis will see another. Lewis is going to come up against his pitch count, I believe, in the bottom of the fifth inning. I believe when he's throwing, he'll be throwing his 90th. So Rapids, yeah, they've already got someone throwing in their bullpen. So we'll see what happens with Braden Lewis when we go to the bottom of the fifth. The Evergreens are trying to get there with the game tied. 0-2 pitch, hit to the first baseman. On the backhand side, Kreitlow with a nice pickup and takes it over to the bag to bring the inning to a close. Did I not say that Caden was playing a good first base just like that? Going to the bottom of the fifth, Rapids does not score and we're still tied 2-2 on 93-9 the game.
The left-hander, Braden Lewis, is coming out for another inning of work for Wisconsin Rapids. This game is tied 2-2, and we're going to the bottom of the fifth. Brock Babish, Mitch Danielski, and Chris Wiesman coming up for the Evergreens. I guess what I'd love to see is Brock Babish get us started to lead off the inning. See something positive for Brock in this spot. All right, Lewis is done taking his warm-up throws. I mean, it was so humid. He'd be warmed up just by walking out to the mound on a day like this. Babish walked his last time up. Evergreens have left the bases loaded twice in this game, in the third and in the fourth. Here we go in the fifth. First to Brock Babish, up high, ball one. Whoever was warming up in the Rapids bullpen is done now. They're back in the dugout for the Red Raiders. 1-0 pitch, and this is well hit. A base hit for Brock Babish up the middle. Babish is aboard, and he'll get us going in the fifth. So Brock tries to keep some good vibes for the senior year. It's the Evergreen sixth hit. And here's Mitch Danielski. I believe, just from Langbin tendencies, that Danielski will be asked to bunt the runner over here. Throw over to first. Babish is back safely. Danielski's been aboard both of his prior at-bats. He singled in the second, was hit by a pitch in the third. Danielski is not asked to bunt here, and the pitch is outside, ball one. Like we said in yesterday's game, I mean, there are so many different ways. In this spot, there's no right way. Do you sacrifice the runner in the scoring position? Do you let him hit away, throw over to first, Babish is back? I mean, I just know from doing 10 years of these games, you just eventually know some of the tendencies. Usually, Coach Dave Langbin sees this as a bunt situation, but not always. 1-0 pitch. Sidearm throw over to first again, and Babish is back. Trying to move the runner around in this spot. Back at home plate, it's one ball and no strikes to Danielski. Coming home, Danielski bounces it off the plate. Pitcher reaches up and gets it, throws to second. There's one. Danielski does not run well, and he's just been doubled up. A one, six, three, double play. Two outs. Now here's Chris Wiesman. Chris Oh, for two today. So now Wiesman will just have to put one over the fence and give the Evergreens the lead that way. No problem. Chris grounded out and flied out. Takes inside, ball one. Nice to see Chris lay off a pitch that was close. A lot of times the free swinging Chris Wiesman looking to take a hack at that. Curve is up high, two balls and no strikes. Should the inning continue, Wyatt Miles is on deck. 2-0 pitch. This is fouled off the plate. 2-1. Wyatt in the on-deck circle is a left-handed batter, and he's found hitting against Brayton Lewis today a little bit tough. No pinch hitter. Wyatt's out in the on-deck circle. 
curve is called strike two, two and two. All right, Chris didn't like that one. Maybe you'll get something he likes in this spot. That's a curve, too. That's down low. Count goes full to Wiesman. Inning started off with a Brock Babbage single. Mitch Danielski bounced into a double play, and here we are. Two outs, nobody on. Bottom of the fifth. Coming home. Checked his swing. Ball four. Chris Wiesman has worked out a walk, a rare walk for Chris Wiesman. That was close. Close to taking that spot. Wiesman had that momentary pause, wondering if that would be ball four or strike three. Here comes Wyatt Miles. And Wyatt from the left side, coming home, outside, ball one. Again, Braden Lewis, considering that Wyatt Miles has struggled against him today, don't want to give up a free pass. This is the out that you want to get to bring the inning to a close. Nick Cotter on deck is two for two. Yes, sir. There's a strike, one and one. Wyatt looks like he's having fun his senior year, too. When you're a pitcher and you're pitching well, sure, all that's great. Throw over to first, runners back. Wiesman speed average. He's not slow, but he's not fast either. If the Evergreens had somebody faster, they might be thinking about trying to steal or hit and run here. Move that runner around. Sidearm throw again over to first. Picked out low in the dirt by first baseman Zach Schaefer. Wyatt Miles is ready. He's waiting on a 1-1 pitch. Another throw over to first safe. Evergreens could not hold a 2-0 lead. Rapids has come back to tie the game here. Two apiece in the bottom of the fifth inning. Coming home now. Big lead. Runners not going. And Wyatt Miles takes strike two. A ball and two strikes. Wyatt Miles steps out for a moment. Now he's back in. And another throw over to first. You know, even if the runner goes and gets thrown out here, Rapids will likely need another pitcher when we go to the sixth inning, and then Wyatt Miles could get to bat against a righty. Fouls that one back, and we stay at a ball and two strikes. Runner was off on contact on that spot. Evergreen's now on the hit column, six to five. Runs are even at two apiece. Each team has committed an error. One-two pitch, and it's hit to short, flipped to second. The inning will come to a close. Wyatt Miles bounces into a fielder's choice, and the Evergreens do not score. We're going to go to the sixth, tied 2-2 on 93-9 the game.
Nate Langvin is out for another inning of work here in the sixth. The game is tied 2-2, and he'll face 4-5 and 6 in the Rapids batting order. Caden Sengbush, Ashton Potter, and Austin Juneman. Sengbush and Potter have each hit safely against Nate Langbin from earlier in the game. One of Coach Dave Langbin between innings favorite song, Rhinestone Cowboy, has been on the Everest playlist for years. You know who's celebrating a birthday today? One of the great rain delay baseball songs, Burt Bacharach. His birthday is today. He's 94. The songwriter of Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Yes, lots of teams. I mean, here, because there is no infield tarp at Simon Field, rain delays almost always cause us to cancel. But at minor league or major league ballparks, there is the rain delay playlist, which would have something like raindrops keep falling on my head. Pitches outside from Langbin to Sengbush, ball one. Let's see what else would be on the rain delay playlist. Neil Sedaka's laughter in the rain would be on the rain delay playlist. Up high, two balls and no strikes. Credence's Who'll Stop the Rain would be on a rain delay playlist. And the acapella stylings of the Manhattan transfer doing trickle, trickle. Splash, splash, tell me how long will this rain last. There's a strike, two balls and a strike. And of course, if you were watching on TV when a Major League Baseball game went into rain delay, you would get This Week in Baseball. Bounce to third. Wyatt Miles has it. Strong throw across the diamond. There's the first out. And if the game was still in rain delay after Mel Allen narrated this week in baseball, you'd probably get something like F Troop or Gilligan's Island. Rain delay theater. Ashton Potter to hit with one out and nobody on. Yeah, you know, before the internet and before Twitter and before your phone went off every time your team scored a run, this week in baseball was your lifeline to other teams. Ball here is popped up down the third base side. That's going to be a foul ball, one ball and one strike. Yeah, I mean, if you, say, lived in New York but liked the Phillies, or you were a transplant to Los Angeles but still liked the Red Sox, you might buy the Sporting News or USA Today where you get box scores for your game, but this week in baseball was where you would actually see, you know, a, a few key at-bats from your teams last week. And that was the perfect vehicle, the perfect venue for Mel Allen. When he was done calling Yankee games, kept his broadcasting career going for another 10, 12 years by narrating this week in baseball. Fouled back, a ball and two strikes. I'm a little too young to remember Mel Allen doing baseball games. He was the Yankees play-by-play -play guy in the 50s and 60s. Mel Allen, that nice, smooth, southern voice. One out, nobody on. It's a ball and two strikes to Ashton Potter. Up high, two and two. It's funny about you know, the, the voices of baseball, that it's the southern guys who have probably left their mark on how the game is broadcasted, at least in the earlier years when I was coming up. 2-2 pitch. Curveball, strike, three called, and Ashton Potter is the second out of the inning. Fourth strikeout for Nate Langman. Two outs and none on. Austin Juneman to bat. 
trying to keep the top of the sixth going. I mean, when I was a kid, when I first fell in love with baseball being done on the radio, it was listening to New York Mets broadcasts. I couldn't stay up till the end of the game. Bob Murphy, who did some TV, he did the Bowling for Dollars show in New York during the offseason. But eventually he moved to just radio, and I thought called the Mets games just perfectly. Some of those were championship years, like he was at the mic for the 86 Mets championship, beat the Red Sox in seven, strike 1-1. One, one. He also called some very bad Mets teams, but had just the right touch, that soft touch, to capture a ball game on a summer afternoon or evening. There's strike two, a ball and two strikes. And of course, when your friendly announcer does these games, you steal from the best, don't you? Of course you do. A ball and two strikes. Nate Langbin's bidding for a three-up, three-down inning. Long set to Austin Juman, who's already struck out twice in this ball game, And Juman has just struck out for a third time. Swing and a miss. A three-up, three-down inning, which is just what the Evergreens ordered. We're going to the bottom of the sixth, and we're still tied. Two to two at 93-9 the game. The bottom of the sixth is on, and the Evergreens have just gotten into the Wisconsin Rapids bullpen. Brayden Lewis was going to come up against his pitch count here, and he'll give way to Zach Schaefer. Schaefer was the pitcher in the 11th inning. He came on in relief after the Evergreens had already taken the 2-1 to lead. So Schaefer did not figure in the decision in Tuesday's game, although he got the final two outs in the 11th inning. So Schaefer worked two days ago and is back on to work the bottom of the sixth here. Let's give you Braden Lewis, the starting pitcher's line. He worked five innings. Two runs, only one was earned. The Evergreens reached Braden Lewis for six hits. They have all been singles. Braden Lewis struck out four and walked four. One of those walks came around. And here comes Nick Cotter for the Evergreens. Cotter had only two hits for the entire season when the game began. He's picked up two more today, so he's doubled that. Nick Cotter is two for two. When the Evergreens loaded the bases in the fourth, he was forced out at home on a tap back to the pitcher. So Schaefer to Cotter, upgraded to blue. Thank you so much. And the first pitch hit to third, low throw, dug out by the new first baseman. I believe that's Daharski who's come into first base. No, that's the old pitcher. That's Braden Lewis. 
So Cotter, one pitch and one out here in the sixth. Here's Preston Miller. Miller is one for two today. Evergreens need a base runner. Again, this game is going to be decided in the later innings. Coming home to Miller. He's first ball swinging. He's got himself a hit. Miller joins the two-hit club. Put it right back up the middle. And there's the go-ahead run on base for the Evergreens. And here comes Kyler Soppy. Late innings, men aboard. There's no one you would want at bat more than Kyler Soppy. Miller's got pretty good speed. There is one out. If the Evergreens can push a run across here in the sixth, Rapids would need to score to keep the game going in their half of the seventh. So Schaefer in a little bit of trouble here, and it's down low, ball one. You know, maybe the best thing for the Evergreens now is they get to turn around and face a right-hander. Evergreens have struggled mightily against left-handed pitching. Braden Lewis cannot win, nor can he lose the game. This game is going to belong to the bullpen. Runners going, pitches a strike, throw down to second, he's out. One hopped, you know what? Preston Miller did not get good traction there at all. Miller looked like he was spinning his wheels on the infield as he was trying to move from first to second. Miller is thrown out. And there's the second out of the inning. Back at home plate, it's a ball and a strike on Kyler Soppy. Soppy has walked twice and has struck out in today's game. Now there are two down, and now the bases are empty. Pitch to Soppy, big cut, fouls it back. A ball and two strikes. What are the chances that Rapids and Everest would play extra innings in both of their meetings this year? That's a possibility now. One-two pitch. Soppy bounces way in front of the plate, goes to the backstop. Two balls and two strikes. Not sure what that was from Zach Schaefer. Schaefer in the Tuesday game was the third pitcher that Rapids used. Soppy's worked the count to two and two. Curve, swing, it's dropped. This ball is in play. Going to have to throw down to first. They get it there in time. Well, you know what? Zach Schaefer in relief has faced the minimum. The Evergreens do not score in the sixth. Tied 2-2. The seventh inning is ahead on 93-9 the game. 